0: And sign up today. You're listening to the Portrait System
1: Podcast. I always tell my clients when they come through the door, there's no negativity. They check that at the door. They leave a different woman because throughout the whole process, they feel empowered, they feel beautiful. And that's what I love to give to women.
0: Today's guest is Stacy Hanlon with Wildflower Story, and she's a photographer in Canada. And Stacy shares her story with us of personal growth. Stacey is such a great example of how being in business sometimes means it's more than just running numbers or just taking photos. Working through our own confidence issues and just dealing with things that have been a struggle for us can really propel us in the right direction and help to grow our business more and more. Stacey shares her story of putting her business on hold after going through a really horrible experience and she also shares how she was able to work through it and grow her photography studio again to be even better. Okay, please enjoy listening to today's episode with Stacy Hanlon. Hey, Stacy, how are you? I'm doing really well. How are you doing, Nikki? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for taking time out to do this uh, interview with me today. Thank you very
1: much for having me.
0: Yeah, I'm very happy to have you. You are just such a positive person in our Subrise Education Facebook group, and I always love just reading your posts and you just, you know, just... You do so much commenting and positive feedback for people, so thank you for that, first of all. Thank you. (laughs) Appreciate that. Yeah. And then, so I'm really excited for people to hear your story today. I know that you live in Canada, right?
1: Yes. What part of Canada are you in? Ontario. Ontario. Okay. That's what I thought. So I'm about two hours from the border, either the Buffalo border or Detroit. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. Awesome. Right in the middle. So have you always been a photographer? No. I was a travel agent prior to becoming a photographer. Oh, travel
0: agent. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Wow. So were you working full-time as a travel agent? Yes. Okay. And then, you know, what prompted you to get into photography from being a travel agent?
1: Well, it happened when I got married. So I've been married before. So this was my second marriage. And... I was in total awe of my wedding photographers mm-hmm. just watching them throughout the day, what they did and how they did it and how basically they took charge of the entire wedding because I was not expecting that. And it was just, I was mesmerized. So did you decide you wanted to shoot weddings after you,
0: you know, went through this whole experience with your own wedding? Or, you know, what was it that kind of got
1: you interested? So it didn't happen all at once. I became really close friends with the second shooter And we went back and forth and talking and she's like, well, you should just do it. And it took about six months before I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go ahead. I'm going to start my own business. So I did. Wow. Okay. So did you already have a camera and,
0: you know, were you practicing at that point or, you know, what happened within that six months?
1: No, I didn't have a professional camera. I didn't do that until that was February of 2010. Okay. So, yeah, I basically taught myself how to use my camera myself, which was fun in itself, really. Right.
0: <laughs> okay, so, so you taught yourself, and then who were you shooting? Like, where, if you weren't doing weddings, was it families, babies? You know, what, at what point did you decide you knew what you wanted to shoot?
1: In the beginning, I shot mainly children. I did a few newborn shoots and families, And were you charging people? Yes, not much, $60.
0: $60 for every, like for all the digitals? Well, yeah, because isn't that normal when we all start? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's funny because the more people I interview, the more I find that, yes, that is the story, that people start out with You 50, 60, maybe $100 for like a full digital download of digitals. And it's like, man, because I started like that too. And it's just so not sustainable. I mean, at what point did you... Realize that yourself.
1: It's funny you say that. I was exactly going to say the exact same thing because, yes, it's totally not sustainable at all. Right. Okay. So,
0: obviously, you're realizing like this is not sustainable charging $60. So, like, did you just decide this isn't for me or did you, you know, how did you raise your prices or what happened then?
1: Well, I did raise my prices. I went up to $350. I started taking many courses. I say many because I wasn't getting what I needed out of them. Oh, right. There was still that missing piece, but I didn't know what that missing piece was. And actually, it took many years for me to come to even realize what that was. Okay. So, you know, and I've heard
0: that from other people too, that, and and I I was the same, like spend all the money on all the courses and the different presets and the different, you know, everything (laughs) that's out there thinking like, okay, this is going to be the thing that's going to help me with with the change. Like, did you find yourself, like, I guess, interesting that you say you didn't know what piece was missing, but like, were you enjoying what you were shooting or, you know, because you said it was families and babies.
1: Like, did you enjoy that at the time? I did. And it was all outdoors. Well, I was a natural light shooter, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I didn't shoot in the studio at that time. Actually, I didn't get my studio, I'd say, until... Actually, until Sue came into my life.
0: Oh, okay. So, so the whole time before that, you were outdoor shooting? Yes. And at what
1: point did you, you know, come across Sue and her education? Yeah, I found Sue one day on Creative Live. Uh, I don't even remember who sent me over there, but wow. I was totally mesmerized. Like I couldn't leave my screen for three days that she was live. Yeah. I had my baby bouncing on my knee. It was surreal and so incredible. What was it about her... What made you feel so connected to her? You know, I think it was her authenticity, just her being herself. And I mean, she's just so honest and so authentic and so real. That's the word I'm looking for. She's so real. Like she she tells it the way it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's for but sure. But in the most loving
0: way. Right. And so you had shared with me, you know, before that you struggled a little bit with self-esteem and that sort of thing growing up. And I know people have mentioned in the past that Sue has sort of helped them work through some of that. And I'm wondering if that
1: has anything to do with the connection that you felt with her. Totally. I totally think that. I mean, she wasn't teaching that at that time, but I'm sure that is definitely what attracted me to her.
0: And, and at that time, were you shooting beauty and, you know, glamour boudoir sort of thing? Because I know that's more of what you do now is sort of glamour beauty portraits and personal branding. So how did you make that transition and when did you realize that's what you wanted to
1: shoot? Well, glamour to me at that time period meant total 80s glam. (laughs) You know, you're walking to the mall and you have like the feather boa and yeah, that whole thing. It was just so educational and so eye-opening and I was like literally in awe of what she was teaching. And I'm like, I can do that. So actually what I did was, I think it was within like two weeks or a month of watching her, I created my own day of shooting women. I think I had probably about 10 different women. I had mothers and daughters. I had friends. It was an incredible day. I hurt a lot after that. (laughs) I bet. 10 people
0: in one day. That's (laughs) insane. How did you find these people? And, you know, did you just ask them if they would do this with you? I posted something on my Facebook Ah, okay. And I had people
1: responding to that.
0: And so did you charge them or was it just, you know, I'm building my portfolio type situation?
1: I I did try to get money, yes. So what it was, was you come in, I'll shoot you for free. But yeah, then I brought them back in. And if they want to purchase any additional images than what I was offering to them, then great. I mean, it wasn't a whole lot. I don't remember exactly what the price point was, but it wasn't a whole lot.
0: Okay, so it was like a no pressure situation. Come in, have fun. I want to build my portfolio. Do you remember if they got anything for it? Like, did they get a free photo or anything for participating? Yes, Yes. Okay, and then if they wanted to buy more, they could. Exactly. So the reason I'm bringing this up is I think that people who are in the portfolio building process sometimes think like, I don't know how I'm going to build this portfolio. You know, how do I do this in a way that doesn't break the bank or, you know, how do I find these people? So you said you just asked friends and family? No, I mainly reached out to people I didn't know. Oh, okay. Because I know you said you posted on Facebook. I was assuming that was just like friends and family. Sorry, my
1: Facebook page.
0: Oh, okay, gotcha. No, that was my fault. Okay, so then someone would respond and then you would just, like, what would happen from there?
1: Well, they needed to be available on the day that I was shooting. And then they came in for their shoot. I literally had them one after the other and went through the poses. I had them all laid out. Actually, I still even do this to today. I literally map out my shoots.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So how do you design your shoot? You know, how do you decide which poses to use?
1: Well, at that time period, I had printed out some poses. So to kind of get me to refresh my memory, to help me and guide me. Because sometimes when I had my client in front of me, I'd be like, okay, what now? How do I do this? And I find if I show them it's easier for them to get into the pose.
0: Ah, okay. Yeah, some people say they do that. They show their clients the actual poses. And that's one of the reasons, I know you said back then there wasn't necessarily like a posing guide that you had, but now on the website, I don't know about you, but I have the PDF posing guides downloaded to my phone so that if I'm in a situation where I'm frozen, and I'm like, Ugh, I just don't know. You know, in some days I feel like the poses just come way easier than others. Especially if I'm doing personal branding, like I know those poses like the back of my hand. But when I'm doing more of a creative shoot, those posing guides come so in handy because I'm like, oh my gosh, what do I do next? And then I can just look right on my phone. Like, is that something that you do now? Oh hell yeah. You do? <laughs> I,
1: I have all the guides actually printed out, all the ones that you can print up to this point. I have them all. Nice. And before a session, I will actually go through them and figure out, okay, I can do this pose and this pose. And sometimes I'll even involve the client in there and say, okay, which pose do you want? Oh, nice. Kind of idea.
0: Yeah. I don't know about you, but during hair and makeup is when, you know, I'll get them started in hair and makeup and just get them feeling comfortable and- you know, talk with them for a little bit. And then I take that extra like half an hour and go through the poses and map it out exactly like you said, with which outfit. Mm-hmm. It's so nice to have
1: that extra time. Yes, it really and truly is.
0: So you said that you were building this portfolio. Where were you doing that? Because if, if you said you were shooting outside before.
1: I have this unique space up above my garage, which actually that's where my first studio was inside my home. Oh, okay. Sadly, it doesn't have a separate entrance. But it's upstairs. It's secluded from my house. Like, it's still attached, mm-hmm. but it has a separate staircase going upstairs. It has vaulted ceilings, which is actually probably one of the major reasons I ended up moving my studio. It had really good lighting in there. I had that studio for probably three, four years. Okay. So at
0: that time, when you were building that portfolio, you just set that space up above your garage. You just set it up. Like, was it, did it look like a proper studio or was it just, you know, a space you just had some stuff in there? Like, give us a picture of what that looked like.
1: Okay. Well, I actually had my husband build me a wall because, as I said, it had vaulted ceilings. So no one could literally stand up against Mm, the wall,
0: mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. So all
1: those wall posing, I couldn't do. Right. So I had him build this wall, and then I could move it around. So you can actually still see the scratch marks on the ceiling (laughs) from the wall.
0: Okay, so you build your portfolio up there, and then what? Like, at this point, were you ready to go? And did you, you know, have your pricing ready? Like, what happened from there?
1: Oh, yes. I did the work. I had my pricing. I had, I was shooting beauty. I was also shooting boudoir because Basically, my whole thing is I love to empower women. Mm -hmm. That is, like, I seriously, I live and I breathe that. That is my passion in life.
0: Yeah, that's amazing.
1: And I can see why
0: this sort of photography, like the boudoir and the beauty, glamour type thing, I can see why you'd be attracted to that if that is your passion.
1: For sure. For sure.
0: So at what point then did you raise your prices to where you felt more sustainable?
1: I believe that was about maybe late 2013, 2014, somewhere in that time period. Okay, and, and what sort of pricing structure were you using? I had a small, medium, and large package.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. So just the, the pretty typical package, I guess, model that Sue usually definitely teaches, the small, medium, large. Do you remember what your starting package was, like your smallest package at that point? It was about 750 Okay, so you're getting up there.
1: Yeah, definitely. And then I had a session fee. I believe it was about $100. Okay. And so at that point, you know, I,
0: I meant to ask you too did you just quit being a travel agent altogether at this point?
1: <laughs> yes, I, I did. So what happened is with my last pregnancy, I have three children. With my last pregnancy, I went off on medical leave. Okay. And then I had my maternity leave. So we're lucky here in Canada, we get a year. So I had, I think it was about 16 months off. Wow. So in that time period, I was able to build my business and move towards what I wanted, which I was so very lucky and fortunate. And then I decided to not go back to work.
0: Because I remember you said you had a baby bouncing on your knee. So I'm thinking, wow, so you were building this business with a, a baby. Yes. Yeah. What was that
1: like? Oh, it was hard. It was really hard. I remember trying to work around breastfeeding and spending time with her. I feel like I missed a lot within the first year of her life, which I feel kind of guilty
0: for. I think that sometimes, you know, moms especially are faced with these guilty feelings. Yes. But at the same time, imagine if you were working full time, a lot of people... In the world have to work full-time and there's no other choice so like i don't think they should feel guilty so i try to remind myself of that when i start to get any sort of guilty feelings about having to spend time working or you know building a life (laughs) for the kids in the end because ultimately that's what you're doing right it's like you're building a business not only for yourself but for your family so there's really no guilt in that and shame in that you know
1: very true very true. I don't feel guilty anymore, but I do feel guilty because at that time period, I didn't spend as much time with her as I probably should have.
0: Mm. Yeah, I felt like that before too, for sure. Okay, so you're, you know, you're trucking along, you're working your way up to, you know, in your prices, and and you're making at least seven fifty per shoot. So then, what happens from there?
1: Well, actually, at this time period, I was actually in the middle of training my hair and makeup artist. We had become really good friends, and I was training her to start a lower-end business model. And she was going to be the primary photographer for that. So she's going to use my space to shoot. And then literally in the middle of that, my whole entire business halted. Like it came to a full, complete stop. Why? Wow, what happened? Well, it was 2014. Actually, it was the day after my wedding anniversary. My husband and I, we had gone away to celebrate our um, anniversary. We came home, and our home had been broken into. Oh, no. Yeah. Wow. Yes, it was a very difficult and very traumatic time period. All my camera gear was gone. Wow, like your lenses, your camera, like... yeah. Your, all your lighting gear. Yep. Yeah. Wow. I still have missing pieces of it, which is kind of funny because I literally have, I'm like, oh, right. Missing the other half of that. I don't know why I haven't gotten rid of it, but it's kind of funny. <laughs> right.
0: So on top of just feeling so, I mean, I, I imagine, you know, having someone break into your home is so violating in general, but to have someone steal the equipment that you use for your business, that's just like a double dose of it really shit, was that sucks.
1: Yeah. So what did you do at that point? Well, I had contemplated quitting photography. And then I kept asking myself, okay, is this really what I want to do? Do I really want to go out and spend the money? That's literally what it was. So I want to spend the money and buy new gear. And I really hummed and hawed. And then I bought the gear. And then I was still humming and hawing for quite some time. And I kind of, even though I had just recently found myself and figured out who I was, I was almost struggling a little bit again. So I decided to go back to school. Mm, mm -hmm. What did you go back to school for? I went back for social work. So this is at the college level. Yeah. Total 180. (laughs) (laughs) Really?
0: Yes, exactly. Okay, so you decided I'm done with photography
1: and then I'm going to be a social worker? Yes, I think, in all honesty, and this kind of like an ongoing thing, as I'm sure you know, because you were a social worker, you kind of become one or want to become one to kind of heal yourself. Yes. Which I absolutely loved, and I still do, because I'm still in school, actually. I'm now in university. I love learning about people and why we do the things we do. And I'm able to apply it to my business, which is so amazing, and I love that.
0: Yeah, definitely. A social work background for me has helped in my business tremendously. My ability to just connect with people and listen to people and really take a look at what it is that they need in that moment to make the experience better. That education for me has been priceless.
1: Oh, I completely agree. I wouldn't trade it for anything.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. So obviously it's traumatic to experience a robbery for sure. And then did you find that going through, you know, the social work, schooling and everything was, was helping you to the point that you were ready to start your business again?
1: It's kind of funny you say that because literally when I was done school in April, I'm like, now what? I'm bored. <laughs> so <laughs> I literally decided to create a new business. So it had a completely different name than previously. I mean, I was still kind of shooting, not a whole lot at all. And I decided to, as... I was still on that 180. I had, back in, I think it was 2012, 2013, I had created a an online course. It was a self-esteem course. And I built the business around that course. You built your new photography business. Actually, I will slowly get back into that. But I wasn't really doing photography. Okay. I still technically had, my business name was Stacy Hanlon Photography. So original. <laughs> yeah, right? So I had that business still, but I wasn't kind of, I don't know, it just never really felt right, if that makes any sense. Yeah. yeah. So now my business is called Wildflower Story. So when I had that, it was very, the whole meaning of it is very unique to my whole process of what I've been through in my lifetime. And then it slowly, I'd say about a year is when I added in photography. So I added in like the boudoir and the beauty. Okay.
0: All right. So then at that point is when you were like, I'm ready to start, like, you know, back into the business again.
1: Yes. Yes. That was about, I'd say, about 2016.
0: Okay. So the robbery happened in 2014. And then, you know, you you went back to school for social work. You started Wildflower. And now you're like, okay, I'm ready to bring it all together for my photography business.
1: Exactly. Yes.
0: Yeah. I love that you have the personal, just that personal experience to bring to the table and just to bring it all together and everything you've learned and you know have gone through and just to to make that part of your business I think a lot of women
1: could really relate to for sure for sure sadly many women go through this Mm -hmm. it's heartbreaking Mm -hmm.
0: yeah I think a lot of women are like you said finding themselves and dealing with a lack of self-love and just trying to
1: just trying to figure it all out yeah. It's difficult. I mean, in all honesty, I wish I knew, like, when, when the whole robbery happened, I wish I knew then what I know now, if that makes sense. Like, I have grown exponentially in this time period. Like, I am not even the same person as I was at that point.
0: Right. Was that through because of your
1: schooling and the social work? A lot of it, yes, was due to social work, the whole course as well as Brene Brown. If you've never heard of her, you need to find out who she is. She is amazing. She's a social worker, and she's written many books. Yeah, yeah, she is incredible, for sure. Yeah, she completely changed my life, as well as Sue Bryce. When I found her again, uh, that was a couple of years ago, so what are we now? Two thousand two thousand seventeen 2017 is when I found her again. And I was blown away by what she'd all done. Wow. <laughs> she's been busy in that time period that I left her. Oh, oh from
0: <laughs> Creative Live until, the, until Super Ice Education? Yes. Yes. Huge growth. Oh. Huge
1: growth. Massive. Totally. Massive. Yeah. No, she has, she's definitely one of the people that have dramatically changed my life. Wow. You're not the first person to say that, that's for sure.
0: In what way do you think? You know, not only for your personal growth, but also f- for your business. Um,
1: well, Sue was definitely the missing piece, that missing link that I didn't know that I was searching for. So maybe that's, again, why I really connected with her all those years ago, right? Like, for me, it was the whole money wheel and the confidence. Like, I, I had confidence at that point, but mm-hmm. it was just the way and what she was saying like even her transformations course, I signed up and I'm like, I don't even know why I'm signing up for this, but Sue's doing it, I'm going to sign up. So I signed (laughs) up and I'm like, as I'm going through the work on that, I'm like, okay, this is why I'm doing this. It was transformational, literally.
0: Yeah, but you had mentioned Money Wheel. For people out there listening who don't know what that is, I'll say that's one of my favorite things that Sue has done on the website. I mean, there's a lot of favorite things, but that one for me helped me change my financial situation dramatically. Like from being in debt to out of debt with a huge savings because of what I learned from that. It was
1: huge for me. Yeah, literally. It's unbelievable. And it's, it's so overlooked. It should be taught. Yeah. Like that's the stuff that Sue is teaching. That content needs to be taken somewhere. Like that is massive and so life-changing for so many different people.
0: hmm. It's so true. It's so true. And then, as far as your business, for everything that you've learned through all of this, so do you find that all of the experience that you have now and the growth that you have made personally, do you think that helps with how you like speak to your clients or interact with them or, you know, just in general? Oh, hell yeah. I'm literally a
1: powerhouse to be reckoned with. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I feel. It's, yeah. I have learned, like, as I mentioned earlier, I have taken so many business courses, like on photography, business, just I have all that knowledge inside of me, right? So so you have all this knowledge inside of you.
0: And then like, I guess, I guess where I'm going with this is, are you able to help build other women up like with their self-esteem? And do you think that like the photo shoot actually helps them? feel good you know what i mean so so start thinking about it as how your clients might be affected by the things that you do for them and not about you at this point like like swap it over to how
1: what you've learned might help your clients hugely and this is where i become a little emotional is i always tell my clients when they come through the door there's no negativity they check that at the door Mm. so they come in and they're confident or not they're not literally confident but they leave a different woman because throughout the whole process They feel empowered. They feel beautiful. If I'm doing a boudoir shoot, they feel sexy. Like, they Mm -hmm. feel amazing. And that's what I love to give to women. Mm -hmm. To me, that is what it is all about. I don't care how I photograph you. As long as you walk out and you feel that way, that's my job. That's what I'm here to do.
0: Mm -hmm. Do you remember what prompted you to have to start saying no negativity, like negativity is checked at the door?
1: I don't remember anything specific, but... I noticed that a lot of women would come in and they'd be saying like, oh, they would just put themselves in that space. And I'm like, no, that's not what this is about. You're paying me. Mm -hmm. I want you to get the most out of your experience. I remember, actually it's happened more than once, but this one specific woman, I had photographed her and I posted one of her photos. I think this is before I did in-person sales. I posted one of her photos on Facebook and... One of her friends, who was a client of mine as well, she um, messaged her friend and said, oh, look, look at this photo, which was her. And she didn't even recognize herself. She literally cried and cried because she felt so beautiful in that moment. So powerful. It really and truly is. Like, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about that. Mm -hmm. The reason I ask that about the negativity
0: is, man, sometimes people will come into my studio and it's like, I should have lost 10 pounds. I hate the clothes I brought. I'm going to be your biggest challenge. It's it's not very often, but every so often I have to kind of look a client in the eye and say, okay, I need you to trust me right now and no more negative self-talk. And I'll pick something I genuinely love about them, like, you know, you have the most gorgeous eyes I've ever seen, or you just look absolutely beautiful right now. And I want you to just look at me and say, thank you. And that's it. There's no more negativity today. Okay. And they'll look at me and be like, okay, <laughs> okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. You know, but there are times when it's like, your heart just kind of breaks for this person. Cause it's one thing it's, my nose is too big or, oh, don't look at my nails, you know, or I, I have big hands, or, you know, it's, it's amazing the things that we can find wrong with ourselves that other people don't even notice. Like, that, it's the furthest thing from my mind when I'm photographing someone about their, you know, big hands or whatever.
1: It's just, it's heartbreaking sometimes. Completely heartbreaking. Yeah, it breaks my heart, literally. I wish that we could all have confidence, which we, we can. We can learn how to have confidence. And that's what's great about Sue is she teaches it on so many different layers. Like everything that she teaches, like every single course, it's layered all in there. Mm -hmm. It absolutely is. And I think that's something that we can give
0: to our clients. Like I think people are probably like, oh, you're a photographer. You know, how can that really help someone's self-esteem or whatever? But I have had clients say that going through the experience – change them in a way. And, and I don't know if it's just the connection that myself and my makeup artists make with them and just giving them a day of feeling so beautiful. I mean, as women, especially as mothers, and not even just as mothers, like even people who don't have kids, I think sometimes we forget to really nurture ourselves. You know, we're so busy nurturing other people that we forget to do that for ourselves. And a day set aside to do just that sometimes is
1: what we need. It's the self-care. Definitely. I always say, like, I use the analogy of grass. Because if you were to just cut the grass, that's not getting to the root of the problem. You literally have to pull up the entire patch of grass to get to the root. Mm -hmm. And this is like one of the steps of being able to get there. And it's about us being able to feel different and transformed. Because we're all women want to feel beautiful. Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
0: And like you said, there is so much that's woven throughout what Sue teaches. And I've often said that I wish that the platform was, you know, that people understood it's not just for photographers, that, you know, people who aren't photographers can benefit so much from what she teaches. I'm always encouraging her, like, let's do something, you know, do something for the world too, because you have so much to say. It's like- I agree. Just helped so many people.
1: I completely agree. Yeah. She's definitely very
0: life-transforming. For sure. And it sounds like your interactions with your clients, that they can feel that. Because if they're leaving feeling empowered and happy and beautiful, you've
1: clearly done something right. Exactly, which I love. I love to be able to give that to others. Yeah. It makes my heart happy. Good. I'm glad because you deserve that. To do
0: something you love that makes you feel so happy like that is it's amazing.
1: I'm one of the lucky people to have been able to find myself in my true path. Because sadly, not everyone does. That's true.
0: Man, I could talk about the self-love and like,
1: personal growth forever.
0: <laughs> oh, me too. Huge. <laughs> okay, so you know, once you did start Wildflower and you're back in business, and now I know that you, you do photography part-time. Yes. And it sounds like you do that as a lifestyle choice because that's
1: just what works for you and being a mom and just your life in general. Well, I was hoping originally this year to be going more into it full-time, but that's clearly not going to happen, which I'm okay with. So what does your part-time you know, business look like? And what's your sales average? Well, right now, it's about, depends on the month, but usually two to three-ish clients. And my average is 1,800. Oh, that's awesome. And what does your pricing look like? Are
0: you still doing the small, medium, large packaging? Yes, definitely. And I do in-person sales now. And now you said that your first studio was up in your garage. Is it still there?
1: Well, it was above the garage. Okay. I have since after I was robbed, I, I still had the studio. It was still like the studio space, but I wasn't really shooting in it. But then I decided because it was a bigger space and then I had walls and I could I could plan it better like into different sets. So I moved it into the garage and it works really, really well. Okay. So, you know, one of my studios, it was
0: just a one car garage that was converted. It wasn't my garage. It was just a a space that I had found in Seattle. And I shot in that little garage for three years and it made a killing in it. And it wasn't big and it wasn't glamorous, but man, I just loved that little space. Do you feel like that about your garage or are you just like, oh,
1: I'm in my garage? No, completely. I have made it into a beautiful space. I'm so curious to see it. I can show you a picture. I'd have to clean it first because it's kind of gotten a little overwhelming in the last little bit since we're not shooting. (laughs) (laughs) Is it the
0: type of thing where you have put in flooring and that sort of thing? Or what is it like in there?
1: Yep. No, I definitely have flooring in there. So I got my husband to put in the, I think, laminate Mm -hmm. uh, that looks like wood. Yep. So that's on the ground or on the cement. And then I have the walls painted. I have my backdrop system. And then, and behind that, I put my, you know, those Ikea shelves where you can put Mm -hmm. like the the reveal wall. That's the word I'm looking for. Yep. And then I have a couch. I have a bed for my boudoir. I also have a little makeup area and I'm soon going to be bringing in a antique bathtub. Ooh, cool. Yeah, that one's sitting outside of my driveway. Yeah. I have to, I want to paint the outside of it. Very cool. You'll have to sh- uh, post photos in the Facebook
0: group. For sure. I'm trying to imagine what this looks like. And I think this is a lot of inspiration for people, too, who are like, I do not have anywhere to shoot inside my house, or I can't afford rent right now for a studio. It just goes to show that you can make it work in an area that you might
1: not have thought of you know,
0: initially as like a place to be a studio.
1: Do you know what? Sue, again, says this all the time, but it is so true. The only thing standing in our way is ourselves. Mm-hmm. We have to get over that. Stop the excuses and just keep moving forward. Like, I love this line that Sue says. And I may misquote her a little bit on it. But basically, it's, hey, hi, fear. Okay, Yep, yeah, you're along for the ride. You just keep pushing through it, no matter what. Because fear's always going to be there. Yep, it's so true. and And we can decide to
0: let it keep us from moving forward or... Muscle through it. Exactly. Just keep on going. Because we're never going to make the changes. Yep. We'll never make the changes if we don't work through it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, some people are more risk takers than others. So it's easier for them. Like I'm a risk taker. So for me to, you know, jump at getting a new studio, even though I'm like, "Uh, can I afford this? Well, back then, I'm much smarter with my money now, but that wasn't that hard for me to push through it. There are other situations that are harder. But there, in some people, like one of my best girlfriends, she's been at a job that she's hated for, I don't know, 18 years. And she oh, will not make
1: the change because she's afraid.
0: And I think there are a lot of people out there who don't push through the
1: fear and they settle for something that they're unhappy in. But that's just it. We stay in fear because we don't know what's on the other side of fear. Mm-hmm. But that's where all the amazingness comes. Absolutely. If you don't take that risk, then there you are stuck in the
0: same Place, hundred percent, over and over.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Because we haven't learned that lesson yet. That lesson keeps coming until we resolve it.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I'm really proud of you that you have worked through a lot. You know, you worked through a lot in your life. I know you said, like you mentioned, growing up, that self esteem was a difficult area for you, and you know, having gone through the robbery and just, you've worked through a lot. And it sounds like instead of being paralyzed, you just kept moving forward to you know, work on your own personal growth. And I'm really proud of you for that.
1: Thank you. Now, I will say, though, it did stall me, especially being robbed. That did stall me for a long time. And it took a lot for me to get over that. But at the same time, I didn't know that's what was stalling me. It took me a very long time to realize that what I was stuck in was the fact that I was robbed. I didn't realize that for a very long time. It actually, it all resol- revolves around a dress that I bought for my uh, brother-in-law's wedding. I tried it on for Portrait Masters because I was going to be photographed. And I'm like, wow, this dress is tight. Why? Right? Like, I didn't even notice I had gained weight. So I didn't realize it until I looked at the dress bag, right? It had stapled on the alterations. And I'm like, then it dawned on me because my brother-in-law's wedding was shortly after that. And I was like, oh, like that was my big aha moment that I realized, Mm. wow, that's what the whole thing that I've been trying to, I guess, avoid. And I had to literally stare that right in the face and deal with that and move past it, Mm -hmm. which has been amazing. The whole, actually, I don't think I would change anything in my life. I'm completely happy with how everything has transpired because I wouldn't be who I am today without it. Mm -hmm. I love that attitude. That's the best attitude you can have because you can't change it.
0: No, no, you really can't. All you can do is change how you respond to it. Exactly. It's pretty incredible. Thank you. Well, I appreciate you sharing your story. I know you've been, you know, vulnerable with us. And, you know, I think people like hearing that. People like hearing the realness and rawness of the things that we go through and how that can affect our business or hurt our business or help our business. So I appreciate you sharing everything.
1: Oh, you're very welcome. That's just it, though. What we go through makes us stronger.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I still have a couple of photography-related questions for you. (laughs) Well, sort of. So I always ask the same questions at the end of each episode, and I'm wondering if you will answer those for me. Of course. So number one is,
1: what is something you can't live without when you are shooting? (laughs) I actually already kind of hinted towards this. Honestly, it's not your typical thing. It's Mapping out my shoot. Ah, yes. I have to have some sort of direction because if I, if I don't have it mapped out, I feel disorganized. And it just, it helps. I like to know what I'm doing and where I'm going with the shoot. I mean, I'm very spontaneous. Don't get me wrong. Like, a, I'm a very spontaneous person in general. But I like to have that outline, that guideline, so that I have the bases, and then kind of deviate from that.
0: Yeah, yeah, it really is an important thing to do. And, and it just gives you that focus. And like you said, not like you have to stick to it, but to have a plan can just, it can make you feel more confident going into it. Oh, exactly, hugely. Yeah. It's made a big difference. Okay, so number two is how do you spend your time when you're not photographing?
1: Well, I love spending time with my family, especially in the summer out by our pool. And I love reading and I love Netflix. And actually, I love going away on vacation. Mm-hmm, but then again, who doesn't? That sounds just so dreamy right now. I know <laughs> for sure. Okay. Number three, what's your favorite inspirational quote? Ah, I also hinted a little bit towards this earlier too. The middle is messy, but it's also where the magic happens by Brene Brown.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I love that quote. I've never heard that one. Oh, I always revert back to it because the middle is mm-hmm, so messy. Mm-hmm. There's no A to B. It's like, like no direct, there's nothing direct about it. Everything is so up, down, turned around, back 20 steps, forward 20 steps. <laughs> like it's... You are not kidding. No, sadly, no. Like, wouldn't it be nice if there was an A to B? Oh uh, yeah, but there's not.
0: So here we are. Oh, exactly. <laughs> In the middle. I feel like I'm always in the middle. Like I'm thinking, okay, I remember when I was in the middle before when I was first starting my business and now I'm, I, I, like, I feel like I'm always in the middle, <laughs> It's funny. Yeah, no, I hear you. Okay, number four, what would you say to people who are
1: just getting started? Oh, honestly, if you're not a member of Sue Bryce Education, you need to be because she literally lays it out step by step, right? Like every single process possible, right? She sets you up for success and all that you need to do, right? It's totally broken down into bite-sized chunks. All you literally need to do is follow her steps, mm-hmm. right? And then you're able to be more confident about yourself. But honestly, I would start with those money videos and the confidence videos. Even if you think you do not need them, you need them. Life changing for me, for sure. Oh, hugely. Yeah, that's hugely great advice. So what's next for you, Stacy? You know, I'm finally happy with where my business is. And I'm, I'm honestly, right now I'm in the process of creating ad campaigns. So that I can grow my business to where I want it to be. So I want it to be a little bit Mm. more busier, not a whole lot, but just to make a little better income. But I think in general, that's what we all want. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Cool. Okay. And then where can we find you if people are looking for you online? On Facebook, you can find me at building your story. And then on Instagram, it's wildflower underscore story. Oh, nice. Very cool. Awesome. Well,
0: thank you again, Stacey. I really appreciate you taking the time, like I said. And yeah,
1: it's been really great chatting with you. You as well. Thank you very much again for having me.
0: Yeah, and don't forget to post pictures of your garage studio in the Facebook group. I will do that. Awesome. All right, take care. We'll talk soon. All right, bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening today to the Portrait System Podcast. If you like what you heard, we would really love for you to leave us a five-star review, either on iTunes or wherever you're listening. And I really, really want to encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com. Over there, you can find all of the education you need to become a successful photographer. It's only $35, and there are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 12-week startup program that I love. And there are posing downloads, lighting downloads, I mean truly everything to help make you not only a better photographer, but to make you more money. Once again, that's suebriceeducation.com. It's time for me to tell you about this episode's sponsor, Fujifilm North America. If you haven't experienced portraits and wedding scenes created on the large format GFX system digital camera sensor, you are missing out. Along with up to 102 megapixel resolution, you'll find rich colors and gorgeous in-camera looks. There's also AI-driven subject detection and 8 frames per second bursts inside the compact GFX100 digital camera. Hit the link in this episode's description to view the products. It's time to dream big in your creative process.